Yeah, I've been saying. I've been. I, I still been saying 2023. I hate New Year's. I fucking hate it. Everyone makes a big deal about it. Why There's only two good things that happen: the Twilight Zone marathon and the uh, the Honeymooners marathon. Other than that, it's now a day that causes me nuisance. Because for the next three months, I'm going to be going with whatever last year's numeric was, and I can't stand it. Try uh, try being in an office where you have to constantly write down the date. <laughs> I did at least three times today. 2023. Well, I think that's what's going to be even worse. Because, I mean, in my old job, I did have to write down a lot of dates and things with reports and this and that. So I was using the proper year regularly. Now that I don't do that, like, I... I, I don't even know what day it is today. I, I think everybody goes through that. Like, you're just so used to writing. You I mean you've been writing it, say, say, three hundred days out of the year. You write down the date. It's it literally becomes muscle memory. It does. It really does. So that's why I think uh, we're all going through it. Not not just you. Uh, here's something said. I didn't watch a single uh, minute of the Honeymooners or the Twilight Zone this year. Um. I missed a lot of the honeymooners because I had to work on actually on uh, New Year's Day. Yeah. So I had to go to bed relatively early because yes. of getting up so early. So the honeymooner started at uh, I think ten o'clock or eleven o'clock at night, and I just said I can't stay up and watch. It starts that early. Yeah. It used to start right at midnight. Yeah. Now it's I think it like it's right after the news. Oh wow. So wait. So, so it goes from ten to eleven. No, when's the news on? 10 o'clock. So 11 o'clock it starts. Okay. Wow, I'm surprised. Usually Twilight Zone and Honeymoon always start right after New Year's. As soon as I hit zero, flip on Chinese well, 11. I didn't like how they did it this year either. They had all the episodes for the Honeymooners. Um, they had all the episodes, like, in different orders. It wasn't in the chronological episode one, two, three, you know, order. It was all over the place. I thought they always did that, though. Uh, the last few years, I think they went in order. Oh, really? Yeah. So I thought they always kind of just flopped around and just played like the biggest hits kind of thing. Mm. Remember, there was only I think twenty six episodes. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't on very long? The honeymoon. It was one season. It was. Or, yeah, I think it was like one or two seasons no, at most. I don't think so. No, it was at least four because I remember. Or when Trixie They replaced 43 episodes Yeah cause I, I remember they, When they replaced Trixie That was her name right mm-hmm. uh, Let me see You are right uh, Only one season 39 episodes 39 it was, I, I knew it was uh, I, it 23 You said 23 yeah and then I think I said 46, so I was technically you in that 13 ca- you, you, episode. You uh, averaged about right. Um, yeah. that, wow, I ne- you know something? I never knew that. Because but it's they such. They had different inklings of it. There was the original, they call it the original 39, was mm-hmm. only that. Then they had like, uh, it was the Jackie Gleason show after that. They, like they, But it was the same premise. And then they had on his variety show, they actually acted out it as a skit. Yes. Kind of like how The Simpsons was on a. Uh, Tracy uh, Ullman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really surprised about this because I, uh, I, so, yeah, I, I always thought it ran a couple of seasons, but it didn't. So, uh, September 22nd, 1956 is when it ended, and it started 
October 1st, 1955, just about a year. Wow. Huh. And that is, I don't care what anyone says, that is maybe my favorite, um, my favorite sitcom of all time. I can laugh at it now and just, it, it just, it gets me going. But how, how weird is that? Is that, like, it's such, it's considered a historic television show, but yet only lasted one year. Well, I think it was a little bit more groundbreaking. One day, uh, you know, this wasn't a normal probably thing that was on there. You know, usually it was, you know, leave it to Beaver, that family, you know, togetherness. This was, you know, a get, get rich, you know, quick domestic, you know, verbally abuser, things like that, which were all enormous back then. But um, it just, you know, it was something that was completely different. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. This is... Uh... Wow, I'm actually kind of blown away right now Because I never knew that I always thought it lasted a couple of seasons No, no, they had, like I said They had different inklings of it in different incarnations But that was, you know That was the, the main 39 Huh, unbelievable And you know what, I, I, I'm going to throw this out there too Because I'm feeling real feisty tonight um, <laughs> Alice Alice might be in my top 5 hottest Female TV actresses like, Yeah Al- Alice was pretty attractive I mean, holy lord And we're talking very plain You know, she was But the episode, uh, what was it? Uh, I can't think of it I, It was I, it was the last one I watched actually from that It was uh, when they go to the Raccoon Lodge And they have the costume contest Oh, okay And Norton comes in with his uh, sewer equipment on And he wins the he wins The, 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 man, the man from space, right? They say he was the man from the man space, space thank Yeah, you, that was it yeah. Couldn't think of the name of it, mm-hmm. but in that that episode, Alice is wearing like a short skirt. Holy lord! And oh. that had to have been a little bit risque for that time too. Well, yeah, 1955 or 1956. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um. So, what, what, what did, but, did did you do anything for New Year's Eve, or just or you just went to bed? <laughs> I went to bed. Yeah. Oh, I texted you at midnight. And yes, uh, I, was, I was long gone. Oh, I, I when I didn't hear back from you right away, I'm like, he's definitely sleeping. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I was about, I barely made it to midnight. I barely made it, and I, but I, I, you know, my wife likes to watch the ball drop, so I, I'm like, let me stay up. Uh, uh, I watched uh, maybe a half hour of uh, Dick Clark's New Year's Eve, and I'm officially old because I have no idea who anybody is. Like and they, it's all, is it any like rock bands? Or no, is it? no. It's uh, I, well, I'll tell you from what I saw. So I don't know if they had it before that, but uh, when I turned on, it was LL Cool J. So I'm like, all right, I know, I know him. Off to a good start. Uh, then they have uh, someone come out named Jelly Roll, who's this big, fi- big fat white guy who has tattoos on his face. He's like if uh, Post Malone gained 400 pounds. So he's out. Yeah, he's there. like a country rapper. Is that what he is? He didn't perform. He was just. He probably performed earlier, and I missed it. But he came out for like the ball drop, and then they had Megan the Stallion, who I have who? no. Yeah, I don't know who it is. So Did some in the Kentucky Derby. I thought it was Cardi Cardi B at first, <laughs> but I, but it, it was someone totally different. I'm just so out of the know now. Like it just. I remember I was telling my wife like I remember when. You know, my parents would be like, who are these people? And I'm just like, how do you not know these people? But here I am, 30 years later, saying the yeah, same well, thing they are. definitely your parents. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I know I'm disappointed in myself because I always said I would never get like that. I would always kind of like stay like have my you know, hand to the pole, fingers to the pulse kind of thing. And I just have really gone off the deep end with like not knowing anything who's out there anymore. And yeah, it's music, though. Th- th- think about it. Who? And I hate to say it because they're douchebags. But who's the last rock band? Who's the what? Sorry. Who's like the last real rock band? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, how? What would you define the, re- the last real rock band? Like, like Megastars? A band that's out right now that has been out for say at, at minimum fifteen years and is still releasing. Hit records, if you will. So I'll, I mean, that's a few. I would say Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters is the only one I could think of. Um, you too. You too still releasing stuff, as far as I know. Um, where else? I don't know. That that's a that's a that's really thing, though. My point is that it's not many, and that's the problem because the music that we like, like, no one knows. Hmm. Or you know, like, and there's nothing that we like that they currently put out. I was at work like the other day, and they, uh, what was on? Gloria was on. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was on? Oh, uh, the men at work. Huh. And there was one other band. I forget who it was, but they were. It was like '80s. Oh, it was uh, Aha. Okay. And I actually, like, once it was done, I turned to the girls who, it was on her, it was off of her playlist. And I'm like, you actually know who these are? And she's like, I was waiting for you to say something to me, because when they play music, I just put on my headphones. <laughs> so, like, we, have a, we have a speaker in the work area. Yeah. And, you know, they'll put on who knows what. And when they did that, like, I just put on my, I, I just blast through uh, podcasts. Like, one day a week I do listen to music, though. Yeah, you mentioned that last time. Yeah, I need I need that breakup. Do you get annoyed that like, like, because like I I I never liked music from like the fifties and sixties, but I do know bands and I do know songs from that era. And maybe it's because my dad kind of played it over and over again in the car and it just kind of got like ingrained in my head. Oh but, yeah, like I know I know like that nineties uh, country. That yeah, nineties. That 90s, 80s country Like mm-hmm. I can name every freaking Tanya Tucker You know uh, Brooks and Dunn Alan yeah. Jackson Friggin song Cause I it just <coughs> Stay long in the car But yeah. blasted by it Well what, what always kind of annoyed me Is I hate it when people Wore t-shirts or bands And they don't know Who the bands are um, yeah. So like, and I, I I hate bringing this up because I I love my niece to pieces, but she's gonna be twelve uh, in a couple weeks, and she uh, she's wearing a Nirvana shirt, and I'm like, oh, you listen to Nirvana? I love Nirvana. So I'm like, you listen to Nirvana? And she goes, oh no, I just I just like the shirt. And I'm like, I'm like, you gotta you gotta listen to some some of their stuff, like please, like just you had like all this streaming shit, you could find it so easily, like just. Download a song or something and listen to them. Um, yeah. I'm just like, well, like ah. same thing with cousin Jeff. I mean, he has his his kid wearing it, and uh, at one years old, this kid should start learning who these bands are. Well, his dad does. His, his dad doesn't even know who the bands are. So you that's can, true. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the kid's fault. I got my. Uh, I think I mentioned this. I don't know if it was a year ago or two years ago, but uh, I went on a, like a really big white lion kick, and 
I just started I was listening to like All their old albums And stuff Because I know A handful of their songs But I would I can't say I would know Their whole Like 80's catalog So I kind of went back And I was listening And there's a lot of good songs That were like Never released So I uh I bought my uh, my oldest daughter at the time. I was just kind of like scrolling around, like, oh, let's see if there's any cool like little band T-shirts I can get. Her. And there was a White Lion shirt. Uh, it was pink with the White Lion logo, so I got it for it was like ten bucks. And it came in. I put it on her, and my wife, uh, she was like, oh, where did this shirt come from? I'm like, oh, I got it. I got it for her. And she's like, what's White Lion? I'm like, oh, it's it's a clothing <laughs> it's a clothing company from France. <laughs> she's and she's like, oh, she's like, I never, I never heard of them. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, it's a band. It's, it's yeah. a band, babe. Jesus, goddamn. <laughs> but I don't expect her to know what she. She's a Dave Matthews uh, girl, so I, I don't, I don't expect her to know White Lion. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I really kind of want to incorporate that in my kids. Like, I'm trying to like when we when I pick them up from daycare. I uh, I'll get she'll, my oldest will fight with she's like I want Disney music I'm like no we're listening we're listening to this this is Rob Zombie <laughs> I want you to kind of know music like your dad does because one of these days like someone's gonna think it's really cool that you know old music that's what I tell my kids because you know, <clears throat> again I uh, they started swimming distance. Right, mm-hmm. Like the last meet or the last few meets of the uh, season this year. So I said to him, I'm like, what you need to do is you need to get a song in your head. Pick a song, get something that's rhythmic, and just keep playing it over and over in your head while you're swimming. Because when you're swimming distance, it's more about like a uh, repetitious pace. You're not going out just trying to swim as fast as you can. You got to kind of, it's, it's a very pace heavy uh, event. So I'm like, get a song in your head. And I'm like trying to give him songs like, you know, um, Kickstart like my heart. 80s, like 80s <laughs> songs that just have a, a steady beat to them, mm-hmm. and they're just like, I don't want to listen to this. This song sucks, and and and, and all they do is listen to Taylor Swift. Let her and I'm just like, God, I, yeah, your girls are Taylor Swift ones, huh? Yeah, I'm praying yeah. to God she's gone completely by the time my kid's old enough. Because no, I am gonna, no, trust me, it won't. Which you'd be like Madonna. Grown out of it, they kind of had it a little bit, and then they stopped listening, and then. They, they like ramped it up Well because like it, She was like All over the place This past year yeah. That's why But it's funny too Cause uh We actually went to uh, Woodbury Commons Which for anyone in the area Or if you're Chinese You know what this is This is your Graceland It is uh It's an outlet center Yes And Like even today Like going into like The stores with my daughter Like her looking at Certain things And like It just it, it, these kids have no, uh, like, sense. They have no, uh... I'm like, oh, look at this shirt. And she's like, no, what, why would I wear that? I'm like, ah, because it's like, you know, what we wore back then. Like, well, it's pretty cool. What was it, a flannel? It was just, it was, uh, like a hoodie, but it had, like, I forget what design was on it, but it was something that was, it was in, like, that, uh, that, uh, style of the... Remember, like, the starter jacket style? Yeah. It was kind of like that. It had that to it. So I was like... Why don't you be And she's like no <laughs> And like it, Like she was wearing Two different color sweat uh, Shirts You know like a, a sweater a Sweatshirt top Sweatshirt bottom With two different colors She was wearing um, Like these Ugg slipper things With socks 
Right. Like, I just, like, look at these kids, and I'm like, like, do you fucking have a mirror at home? Hmm. You look like a friggin', like, again, I, I know we've talked about this, but I would never go out in public in sweatpants. Girls do, though. Yeah. We have talked about this. Guys, I've recently started going out. I have, uh, like, a, these um, Under Armour, like, I'm actually wearing them right now. They're not sweatpants, but they're, like, like that certain material. Like, I used to wear them for, like, when I used to run, and it was cold. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, a, um, yeah. so I, I wear, I actually wear that a lot out now because I just don't want to put jeans on. I wear jeans every day, all day for work. Yeah. So if I'm like running to, to, to like the store really quick, I just throw these on and I, I go out and I'm, <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I see, I can't do that. Like I, I, I usually have to wear, you know, jeans or shorts or something like that. I can't, yeah. I can't every once in a while, if I'm being like, I call it scumbag Sundays. Um, it's where like, I'll wear like PJ pants to like run and get like hamburger buns at like the gas station. But that's, like, the most I'll do. Like, I would never go, like... You get these people that go to, like, the mall in PJ pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, we, well, even worse, like, today we... At, at that, uh... At that, uh... Ballot mall at Woodbury Commons, mm-hmm. they have a uh, Lululemon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I went in there, and... Like, do these... Do these uh, yoga pants have vibrators in them? For the amount of money that these women are spending on these, does it fucking get you off every time you put them on? No, uh, it's they're, they're fucking insane. They're very, from what I've been told, they're very, very comfortable, and they last. They're yoga pants. I know they're they're what they're like a hundred dollars, right? I, I think one pair was one hundred and fifty. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Listen, man, any uh, girls, girl shit is all expensive. You know. It's all expensive. I don't. I get cheap twenty five dollar t shirts and I'm and I'm done. You know my my days of uh, dressing to impress are long over. Yeah. Um, but girls always kind of have to dress to impress, sort of. Um, so they'll go out and they'll spend a hundred dollars on a pair of yoga pants that they'll wear around the house and sleep in. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, that's really where they're gonna wear it. Um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how much shit is, and like it's just for stupid shit. That that probably costs five dollars to make in China, oh, and, yeah. they, and they're charging a hundred dollars a pop. It's just insane. <clears throat> she, you know, she's doing that. She's looking at sweatpants, and I like I look at her, and I'm like, "You actually go out in public like this?" Hmm. And she, and then she, she got me. She, she fucking, she had a, she blocked that punch, and she, she hit me with a roundhouse. Because uh, she goes, well, look at what you're wearing right now. <laughs> what were you wearing? You know exactly what jacket I'm wearing. Of course. You were wearing the yeah. uh, Carhartt jacket, yes. right? Yeah, with the holes. It, there, there's, it looks like this thing got shot with a gun. It does. It looks like, yeah. times. <laughs> looks like you were 50 cent. I don't have pockets anymore. <laughs> the pockets are literally just, like, hanging skin. It, it, this thing is... It's bad, and I was like, oh, "She, she got me on that one." I, I, I really have zero comeback for that. Yes, yeah, yeah. She, she zinged me good. Uh, um, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, you were kind of home and all snug in your pajamas yesterday when all this went down. But a man was killed on the highway by me. No, really. You didn't, you didn't hear about this? No. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So, guy shot somebody in Albany. This is the story I heard. Guy shot somebody in Albany. 
um, the guy ended up dying like a couple days later. So the guy who shot him fled. So you know the the, the state police put out a was it P, PBA, APB. The police would be a bolo, be on the lookout. Okay. So anyway, APB would be an all points bulletin. Gotcha. Okay, I, I don't know the lingo. Anyway. Cops chase him. They pull him over by 15B, right here on a New York State thruway. Guy comes out of the car, starts opening fire on the cops. Cops open fire back, shoot, kill him, dead right in the middle of the goddamn highway. <laughs> right? Oh, really? Really. So now I <clears throat> I come home, and this is like around 4 o'clock this happens. So I come home, I, I, and uh, I had to go pick up uh, my kids. So I got off the highway... And I stopped at the cigar place, and I got a couple cigars, and I go pick them up. And on my way there, there's a lot of traffic going through the town, like a ton of traffic. Around this time, my wife calls me, and uh, she says, yeah, I'm in a lot of traffic, and I see a lot of smoke, and I think something's on fire. So I go, well, listen, like, don't come home through your usual way, because there's a ton of traffic going both ways. I don't know why. I go, go... <laughs> I say go on the hot, just stay on the highway and get off uh, the Airmont exit and come through the back way. She goes, okay. Go pick the, and as I'm driving, I see helicopters in the air and they're just hovering. They're not going around, they're just in one spot. And I see like three or four. So I'm telling them, like, yeah, I'm like, something must be going on. She goes, yeah, this is, I think there's a car fire up ahead. I'm like, okay, that's maybe that's maybe that's what it is, but that's kind of weird that there's helicopters. So anyway, I go, I call my dad. I don't get it because my dad's like, he's retired. All he does all day is watch the news. <laughs> it's all he does. If something is going on in the tri-state area, my dad knows about it. So I call him up. Obviously, of course, he doesn't pick up the phone. I go pick up the girls, and as I'm coming back, I notice there's a lot of traffic. Down uh, where I am On the highway So I'm like that's kind of weird for a car fire <clears throat> Around this time My brother-in-law texts me <clears throat> And he texts me about what happened That someone got shot And I'm like oh shit Like, So I call up my wife I go listen like get off the highway Because you're going to hit a ton of traffic And she goes why well, are you past the exit to get off Like I have to, you know that exit between Monroe And Slotesburg there's like nothing Mm-hmm. Okay, so she passed. If, if you're not from the area, you're probably so lost. But I'm, so I'm sorry, but. But we're talking about probably what a six to eight mile stretch of just There's no like exits. no exits, nothing. So she's now stuck on the highway. <laughs> then my dad calls me, and uh, he tells me what's going on. So, uh, and he called me without even knowing I called him. <laughs> That's just that that family ESP, I guess. Anyway. So I get home, I had the girls, and uh, and my wife calls up and she goes, I'm, and now she was, now there was a car on fire, which caused a lot of traffic, but she passed that, so she thought she was in the clear. <clears throat> so she goes, I'm, in, I'm still in a lot of traffic. She goes, I don't know what time I'm going to get home. She's like, you know, feed the girls, blah, blah, blah. About a half hour later, she calls me back. And she goes, what is pretty much? She goes, what does it mean when the gas light's blinking? I go, that means you're you're fucked. I'm like, why is your gas light blinking? She goes, well, I was going to fill up when I got home. She goes, the gas light was on when I left work, but I thought I'd make it. I go, why would you do that? 
I go, I tell you this all the time. One of these days you're going to get stuck. And now it's going to happen. And I can't come save you. <laughs> one, I had the one I had the girl. I can't leave the girls. I can't bring the girls because I don't know what the hell I'm going to be facing. When I, and even if I go on the highway, getting on the highway is going to be a lot. Then I got to go around. I don't even know where she is. You know what I mean? So I'm, I, I can't. I, I go, you're going to have to call AAA. They'll get there faster than me. So I let her go. I go, call me back if you, if you, if you run out and we'll figure something out. So now I'm just like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I just wanted a nice night at home. Like, now, the, now I'm anxious about my wife getting stuck on the highway and all this traffic. So, and it's dark now as well. Oh, yeah. This is like 530. This happened. Yeah. So I make the I try not to like bother her because I don't like I'd rather her let me know something's going on than me calling and finding out. I don't know why. I make the kids dinner. Um, finally, like around a little after six, I'm like, let me call her and see what's going on. So I call her. She goes, All right, I'm right by the gas station. I'm like a mile away. I I, th- I think I'm gonna make it. I'm like, okay, I'll stay on the line with you till you get there. So she finally got there after a couple minutes. Hang up the phone. Ten seconds later, she calls me back. She goes, I forgot my wallet. You got to come over here. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And I'm just like, where? I'm like, what? Thankfully, she's at the gas station right down the block from me. Okay. So I get the girls all ready. And I said, come on, we got to go. We got to go save mommy. <laughs> <laughs> We go out to the car I'm about to open the car She calls me She goes Don't worry about coming here My sister's here <laughs> I'm just like Okay I'm like I guess her sister was getting gas At that gas station I, Like coincidentally And she was She had You know She had a car on her So I'm just like You know Like I'm like Just get home <laughs> Please <I'm, laughs> Sorry It was a motorcycle So so yeah, so she finally got in the door like Jesus fuck. She finally got in the door like around six twenty. I'm just like, and I said, I go, I hope this is a lesson, like you know, like fill up wait, before wait, you wait, go. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Where were you when she entered the house? Because I know the layout of your house. I was in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Were you standing in the kitchen or were you looking out down the stairs at her coming in the door? Um. No, I was I was um I was doing something with the with my with uh, Bailey. Uh what was it? I don't know, I think I was just like kinda like I was giving her food or something like that. She wanted she, okay. that kid eats like like nobody's business. So I was giving her like my her like second helping. <laughs> so um so she comes upstairs and she's and I you know, I was glad to, I was glad she got home safe. I go, don't do that again. I go, fill up even if you put 10 bucks in in New York and come and just do it tomorrow in Jersey, like, don't do that. Because, like, if you got stuck, I don't, I couldn't have come help you. Like, I, like, I wouldn't have got there in time. Like, you, you were better off well, calling to play. She got stuck in between the, the uh, exits. Exactly. I'd have to go all the way down to Monroe and come all the way back. You probably have to go to Newburgh because it's going to be way backed up. That's what I mean. Like, and it would have taken me forever to go both ways. Yeah, your best bet would have done probably old, uh, old 17. Uh, probably But um W Yeah either way I said like There was no way She goes no Like I know Like I would have called AAA or something Or, or like we have some people In the area I'm disappointed in you Why Because it didn't seem like You took full advantage Of the situation 
Mm. Tom, I know when I know when to pick my battles. Me, I would have been standing at the door. <laughs> a tissues all in my pockets. I would have watered my eyes. <laughs> And I would have said, you had me so worried. Oh, what? You owe me big time. <laughs> she you had me at the edge of my... I would have laid it on so fucking thick. <laughs> she uh, she knows I was worried because I was I was texting her and, like, I, I called her a lot to see how, how she was doing and stuff. But I, she 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 knew I was worried. But, um... It would have yeah. been even better if her, her, her uh, cell phone was dead. <laughs> That would have been the tr- that would have been the, tr- the unholy trifecta. On top right yeah. Now. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, now, now I have a question. I'm and I'm, I'm not trying to uh, make fun of her. Okay. But from where the school is to where her house or your house is, that is a long distance. Yeah, that's about an hour. <laughs> usually, when you have when your gaslight comes on, it's like you have a gallon or less. Um, you have, uh, yeah, let's see, you're like, tw- uh, Tom, I know, I know. <laughs> she does this all the she, time. She not, like, does she not realize that it's that little amount of gas? Well, she's done it before, but she does like, and, and there's times on the weekend I'll go, I'll, like, we're about, we're about ready to go on a, to, like, a trip or, like, go, like, you know, like, 20 minutes or a half hour. I start the car and the gas light's on. I'm like, why didn't you fill up? <laughs> like, I was like, why don't you? And she goes, I, I, I just wanted to get home. I'm like, yeah, I, I get so well, you fill did that up. four days in a row. Yeah, like I'm like, you gotta fill up. Like, put even put, just put ten bucks in, just like something to kind of like, I don't know. Like she, I'm a, she, I'm a paranoid guy with that. Me I too. Barely let my car get below half a tank. Yeah. I'm actually. Let me rephrase that. In the summer, I'll let it get down to a quarter tank, but in the winter, it never gets below a half tank. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people. It, if I get gas today and I'm passing the gas station tomorrow and I burnt two gallons mm-hmm. and it's a penny cheaper, I will stop and save two cents. Oh, I do the same thing. I will top off every day if I have to. If, yeah. If the price just keeps dipping. I do, I do the or same if, thing. Or if it looks like it's going to go up, like, you know, it's been going up a few days, mm-hmm. like like around summertime or around, uh, you know, when summer's going to begin, how it always creeps up. I'll, I'll stop every day and just fill it up because I know it's just going to keep getting more money. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm you saving like seven cents yeah. to fill up, but <laughs> I, I don't care. It's just it's. I have a. I would never. I would never pick up a fucking piece of change on the ground, but I will save the seven cents filling up every day for four days straight. <laughs> it, well, it adds up, you know. Say seven cents. Say you have. Uh, say you put thirty dollars in. That's a couple bucks you're saving. Oh yeah. So it does add up. But and I tell my wife that all the time. I'm like, did you fill up today? Did you fill up? Did you fill up? And usually she runs it low. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's like clockwork. Like, she runs it down to, like, the last mile. She yeah. said when she got into the gas station, the mile the thing said zero. <laughs> like, she had nothing in there. How she was able to step on the gas to get there, I'll never know. But she got Funny there. you say that. When uh, my aunt died a few years ago, we she lived in Michigan, so we went out there for the uh, funeral. And we're on the highway, and you know the gas is going down. I'm like, does anyone got to go to the bathroom? Because I'm cruising. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm fucking hammering down here. And everyone's like, nah, I can wait, you know. And you know, you see the last exit or last rest stop for the next 38 miles. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the gas, and I'm, I'm not, I'm looking at the gas, and I'm not thinking, yeah, I'm going fucking ninety. <laughs> more gas than the miles that are gonna be there. But finally, it was like next exit is in twenty six miles. I'm like, I got twenty eight miles. We're good. 
<laughs> fucking hammering down the road. And all of a sudden, we get construction. Oh. And it brings everything down to a single lane, and people are going slower now. Now yeah. you can only go, like, 45. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, and, and it says, like, uh, construction for next 18 uh, miles, you know, next exit's at that point. And I look down, and I got, like, 12 miles to go. <laughs> and I'm shitting a brick. Yeah. We got off the exit. It said zero. I literally, I didn't even stop. I went two tires off the exit. It's like <laughs> the momentum. I literally coasted it to the gas station, put it in park, and that thing took, I think it took, it was like a, I think it's a 20 or 22 gallon. It went like a gallon more than what was allowed in it. Because I chopped, I filled that fucker right to the top. You just, you took all the gas out of the reservoir that it has. And yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. there's no, there's no thrill like it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just because I've been there where you're just like I got, I could I can make it and then you hit traffic and then you don't and then it's just like shit. Have you ever run out of gas before? I get I got stranded. I've, ne- I've never run out of gas. Happened to me once, many uh, years ago, around 2002. I'm in Chester, and I got I was in the uh, the blue Cavalier I used to have, and uh, believe it or not, I got pulled over. <laughs> I get pulled over for a cell phone. Probably the first, it was the first of many cell phone tickets I would get over the years. Um, and actually, I was talking to Egan when it happened. I was on, because we were going to a concert that night, so I was talking to Egan, and I pull out of, of the, uh, the street I was on, and cop nailed me. Um, so I, I leave my car running, which you shouldn't really do. Cop gives me, uh, I think, I don't even remember if he gave me a ticket or not. So, start up, I go maybe like, <laughs> like 50 feet, car just dies. Right in the town of, right in the town of Sugarloaf. So I had to uh, call my, I had to call my dad, who had to come with a little gas can and, and, you know, put some gas in, just enough to get me to the gas station in Warwick. But that was, that was one time, it was enough times to, to, Scar me for life to never run out of gas. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, the uh, technically there's an asterisk there when I said no. Okay. <laughs> I the old uh, cutlass that I had. It uh, I I was uh, I think I was leaving uh, Mountain Creek when I was working there, and I pulled into the gas station that's right across from the Dairy Queen there in yes. Vernon. Yeah. And I pull in, and as I'm as I'm crossing the road, all of a sudden it starts bucking. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on with it? And it's like, it's like, like, slamming to a stop, like, revving up. It's, it's like, I, like, I can't control the vehicle. Like, Beetle just, Beetlejuice took it over. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm fucking slamming it. it finally, like, and you know how, like, it goes down that little bit of a grade and it goes to the thing. And then there's, like, the building. Yes. Like, like, I almost drove into the building. I, like, slammed it in there. I put it in park. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? So I get out. I turn it off. I get out. And I, like, walk around the car. I'm like, what the fuck's going on with this thing? So I started back up, and it's not starting now. And I'm like, I know that there's fucking gas in here. I'm like, I filled it up. I know I did. So I keep fucking cranking it, and it, it like, start, but then it, like, it would just be sputtered. Like, it almost felt like I had, like, like a lot of water in the tank. Mm-hmm. And water was just, like, getting in the engine, just making it, like, sputter. So I don't know what the hell was going on with it. But then I had to leave it there overnight because it wouldn't start. And then the next day, my dad brought me back. I talked to the... um the guys in there are like, yeah, you can leave it out there. It's no problem. It's out of the way. I come back the next day. It starts right up. Hmm. But it was just weird. Like, it, it, it had still had like a half tank of gas in it. Was it? This wasn't the Broham, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. 
So what the fuck was wrong with it? I have no clue. Because you drove it for a few more years after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it, it did that. It, it did that a few times, and then finally I just said, you know, like it, it would do it like every. It wouldn't not the like the, the herky jerky braking driving thing, but like the sputtering of the engine. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, Unbelievable. But I guess speaking of, uh, we haven't done this in a while, and, and speaking of death. Hmm. We, we ought to visit the uh, graveyard because there's been a there's been a few big ones mm-hmm. uh, what I would consider big ones in certain fields. Yes, uh, so I'll start off with um, not, not a lot of people might know him. Uh, he was a Japanese wrestler name. He went by the name of Killer Khan, um, and yeah, he uh, was in the WWF for. Uh, I think like from the early to mid '80s, he did Mid South. He did, he, you know, he made his rounds. He's really known for feuding with Andre the Giant. Um, his feud won a lot of awards in the, in the PWI uh, magazine, the uh, you know rest, Pro Wrestling Illustrated and Wrestling Observer and stuff like that. Um, he he was 79. He died of an aortic, aortic dissection. Um, he was uh, in a bar and he collapsed. I guess he owned a few bars and. and uh, but uh, yeah, he uh, he wrestled Hogan for the title a couple times on um, like during like house shows. Uh, so he really kind of he, uh, he feuded Bob Backlund, um, Pedro Morales. So he was around like that era, like that early '80s kind of thing. Yeah, the pre-rock and roll. Yeah. Um, I actually remember him. He he did wrestle a little bit later on. So I remember being. I think he was in a pay-per-view too. I believe he was. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been like against like Mr. Perfect or something. But I remember him being in a. It was like one of those type of matches, mm-hmm. like an even even wrestler match. But I can remember him because he wore that like mon- like that uh, Genghis Khan hat. I yes, wore. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I remember that too. Um, but after so he retired. He retired from wrestling, uh, and he uh, started running numerous restaurants and bars in Tokyo. Uh, then he started acting a little bit. He was in the um, cinematic classic Three Ninjas Kick Back. And Lion Maru G, whatever that is, it's a Japanese special Japanese series in uh, 2006. So uh, yeah, so he uh, he passed away. Um, I'm, I'm not too familiar with his matches. Are you, do you do you have you seen any of his matches really? I he almost kind of reminds me of probably what I would consider like a, a Japanese barbarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just kind of like that, like slam you kind of guy. Right. Just yeah, that's like a good. That that's a good. Typical big, beefy, muscular, not a great wrestler, just a, a powerhouse. Type yeah, of that, guy. that's actually a very I good remember. comparison. I like that. Yeah, he's he was like the Japanese. Bar- if you know who the barbarian is. Yes. Right. So. I guess another big one here would be uh, Kaylee Orbro. He was a. Uh, he was. Three consecutive NASCAR championships back in the seventies. Uh, mm. He was, I mean, something that was completely unheard of at the time. So he he kind of, I think uh, it was him and Jimmy Johnson are the only ones to win like uh, three in a row. You know, it's something that's definitely not easy to do because of just the consistency, the way that the old point system was. So like, I mean, he. A hell of a driver. He was born in um, Timminsville, South Carolina. So he was a he was a big old country boy. He had a farm when he was uh, you know while he was racing things like that. Um, he won the seventy six, seventy seven, and seventy eight Winston Cup championship. He won four Daytona five hundreds. 
four, uh, four Southern five, no, five Southern 500s. These are all like the big races there. Uh, two, uh, Talladega. He has the modern era, most poles in a, a season. Mm. And his career totals was 83 wins. And he wow. did that over 560 starts. So, I mean, you, you think about it, that's eight goes in the 56, what, seven, seven times? Mm-hmm. So pretty much every, what, uh, seven races or so, he was winning. Hmm. Wow. If my math is correct on that. I guess that's good, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's probably, he's probably in the top five for most uh, total wins ever. Is he in the NASCAR Hall yeah. of Fame? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in, just uh, like I said, we, and he was like a little guy. You know, like, but like everyone kind of feared him. He was kind of like one of those. Oh, like a Napoleon complex kind of thing? Yeah. And, like I said, no nonsense guy. Probably his most infamous uh, incident was during, I think it was the 79 Daytona 500. Him, it was the last lap. He was, I I think he was leading over Donnie Allison. And they were coming into like the uh, third turn, I believe. And they end up wrecking. Like they're, I mean, they're banging down the whole backstretch, mm-hmm. and the cars are banging off each other. They get into the turn, they they spin each other out. They go into the grass, they get stuck. Richard Petty comes by. He wins his. Uh, I think it would have been. It might have been his seventh Daytona 500, which was the record. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, they end up getting into a brawl. And this was during that time because it was January. February or January, the Northeast had a blizzard, and this was the first race that was televised. So, like in the their biggest television spot, these uh, him, Donnie Allison, and uh, Donnie's brother end up getting into a fist fight in the infield. <laughs> so, like and it was all covered right on there. So, like they, it, if you ever look up a picture of Kelly Arborough, you'll see him throw, you know, with a, a helmet in his hand, swinging it. It was just that was the fight, and it was. That's what pretty much made NASCAR go from like a southern sport to a kind of a national sport. Oh, nice! That was, that was like one of the most defining moments of it. Hmm. Okay, rest in peace. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Another one, and this—I guess this is a quick one. I, I could throw him out there. Is uh, Shecky Green? Okay. Now, the only reason why I really kind of learned a little a bit Shecky. about him was what was that? Nothing. Go keep going. <laughs> He was a, a broche belt, and I don't know about you. Well, I know you're probably not very big into it, but I, um, I absolutely love like the history of that. Um, up by us in Sullivan County, they called it the broche belt. It's in pretty much from the turn of the century up until maybe 15, 20 years ago, there was all these mega resorts up there. Kind of what you would almost consider a mini Vegas without mm-hmm. the gambling up there. There was all these bungalow colonies and all this, and it essentially was catered towards uh, Jewish city dwellers, essentially. And they uh, they would all go to these places, and they would have big names there. Uh, Seinfeld was there, uh, Jackie Mason, all, uh, boxers were there, um, Will Chamberlain used to play up there. I mean, it was like a big um, place, but what they have is, you know, they'd have comedy things, and Shecky Green was one of the, uh, he was one of the, I guess you could say, headliners that would, would be up there all the time. But uh, I guess he had, like, a tumultuous life. He was an alcohol, drug abuser, he was bipolar, so, like, he would, wow. I guess he was a little, like, erratic. But if you, he was in a few uh, TV shows where you probably, if you saw his face, you might know who he is. Mm-hmm. He's kind of one of, he's kind of got one of those faces. 
but yeah, they, just a just a quick one. They, that's more probably like a uh, very niche, mm. small group of people who might know who he is. But I, I always, I I would go on and watch, you know, Broch Bell comedy, you know, um, Rodney Dangerfield, all them guys, and he was one of the ones on there. And I just I love that comedy. I, I just like that style. This actually br- uh, brings me to a good because I was watching um, I was watching the new Chappelle special the other night on from on Netflix. Um, and, uh, and I was saying, I'm like, I, like, who would you say is your favorite comedian of all time? All time? George Carlin. George Carlin? Okay. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, I think you've mentioned that before. I think we've talked about that before. Yes. Yeah, we have. Oh, all right. Yeah, oh, I, that's really... But that's, that's, like, one thing I love. I just, I, I love stand-up comedy. I, I could sit there and watch hours of it. And, unfortunately, um... The one thing that I never thought should have been uh, canceled, if you will, was comedy, mm. and it really does get canceled. You know, if they don't like someone, they're gonna they're gonna um, oh. you know, boot them out. Yeah, well, uh, and, Chappelle's been facing that, and then this new special, uh, the trans community and the gay community hate him now. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what? I, I give the guy all the credit in the world because he's like, you know what, fuck him. Oh yeah, and you know, but you know this, he's he's so big, you you can't you can't cancel him. You know, because he, he's just he, you can't. But it just it just it just always I guess you could say it burns my toast that it's always funny except when it's about you, mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, you gotta you gotta take it both ways. You know, if he's making fun of one, if you're laughing at, at one group and then he comes to your group. You, you gotta take it. You might not like it, but you gotta be like, all right, well, you know, he has to hit everybody. Yeah. And that's what just pisses me off. Like he he makes fun of everybody, but like because the the you can't talk about trans people. Uh, he had a really good uh, uh, line at the beginning. I don't think you're gonna watch it, right? Uh, yeah, I probably will, but it don't matter. You okay, so it's very right at the beginning. So he tells a story, and then we'll get right back to the graveyard. He tells a story about how uh, uh, he loved Jim Carrey. He was a huge fan of Jim Carrey. So late '90s, Norm Macdonald calls him up. He goes, "Hey, I'm on a movie with Jim Carrey. You want to come meet him?" And Chappelle's like, "Oh my God, yeah, definitely." The movie was Man on the Moon. So now, if you don't really know about the backstory of Man on the Moon, it's about Andy Kaufman. Jim Carrey was so deep in the role that he he demanded everyone call him Andy Kaufman, and he acted like Andy Kaufman, like behind the scenes and everything. So he goes and uh, you know he says uh, hi, he goes, hi Jim Carrey and like people are like oh my god like don't call him Jim Carrey like he's Andy. So he's like he goes on one hand like this is my dream to meet him, but on the other hand I'm pissed because I'm, I'm I'm not meeting Jim Carrey. I'm meeting I'm meeting this guy he's he's portraying. Yeah. And he goes and that's how I feel about trans people. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I was laughing I'm like oh my god like, It's kind of <laughs> hey, But you know what There's the standard There's the standard Right You know it, it, Same thing with Will Smith You know Chris Rock's making fun Of everyone up there He makes fun of her So what's your answer to it Violence that, Yeah That's You know Exactly Yeah I just That's where I wish uh, You're never gonna get that Andrew Dice Clay uh, Oh no Sam Kinison kind of thing. Sam Kinison, yeah. They, Never yeah. again. 
Never again. I would love for that to come back and just kind of just shit all over it. And you know what? Because that's the thing. It, it can happen because people will gravitate towards it. It's the fact that these <coughs> the pressure for you know what? I'm a, I'm a, a a liberal comedian. Let me just well, let's call it is what it is. I'm a liberal comedian, and I always. Uh, sell out this one venue and this guy is going to come here I'm going to tell him well you know what? I'll never come here again if you put him here that's the problem it's the, the pressure yeah. from the, the bookers or not the bookers but the venues that right. allow me mm-hmm. I definitely think you could get it and unfortunately I, I find it very weird too that in this day of um, social media and you know Patreon and subscription YouTube OnlyFans things that there isn't like a comedian just saying on OnlyFans not because we take OnlyFans as just being uh, nudity you know mm-hmm. like all these Instagram models but you could pr- pretty much probably sell anything on there so why don't guys just go on there and just have that as their their platform yeah stand in their basement behind a thing like it's a regular thing and just broadcast it out live mm-hmm. and charge people 10 bucks to see the episode you could I mean that, that you kind of almost need to do that to put the pressure on these uh Comedy venues. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so heading back in the graveyard, uh, Tom Wilkinson passes away. He, uh, he was seventy-five years old. He was an Englishman. Uh, he <laughs> won uh, won Golden Globe, a, uh, a Primetime Emmy Award, nominated for two Academy Awards, one for um, uh, 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 in the bedroom for Best Actor, another for Best Supporting for Michael Clayton. He was in um, Sense and Sensibility, Shakespeare in Love, Batman Begins, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, The Patriot. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember watching The Patriot in uh, Mr. X's basement? No, I was probably completely intoxicated. You probably were. Yeah, but I, I see that movie one time, and it was in his basement. <laughs> I remember us. Wa- I remember us watching it. And I'm just thinking that oh, was one boring fucking movie. But um, yeah, very accomplished actor. Um, and uh, he passed away at 75. And that's the thing. He like he started out as that British actor. Then he kind of came to America and got into all of our movies where mm-hmm. we kind of know. But then the thing is, like, you know his name. And, and you know his face, but you don't know his name and his face together. And finally when you see it, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, that, I get it. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But I always liked him because when he played, like, a bad guy, he had the... He, he, I like a, I like a British villain. Mm-hmm. They just they have that that certain um, mystique about them. I guess you could say mm-hmm. that makes them very villainous, and I love that. And he kind of played that because he had that like, I'm smarter than you, and I know it. Right. But I still have a, a fatal flaw that you're going to expose type of character, and I, I always like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else? A Lone Ranger. He was in. Um, a lot of movies I, I never really heard of. Uh, the Happy Prince. I never heard. Just he was in a ton. A lot of movies from 1976 and all the way till 2021. So he was pretty much working almost to the end. Oh, he was in the Full Monty, Tom. You love that movie. Yes. Yeah. So. A British dick movie. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, well, that's that's. He doesn't like a good wanker. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, that's it for the graveyard. Oh uh, no no no! There's not. No, there's not. No. I saved a special one for you. Okay. And this one might hurt a little bit. But uh, it's not a person death. But it is the death of the sales of physical DVDs at Best Buy now. 
Yeah, I saw that. That it's funny because I didn't know about this, and my wife all of a sudden. I think we might have saw a Best Buy. We were out. I forget what happened, but I ended up bringing that up to her. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, I I miss getting DVDs and this and that and. We start talking about it. She says, yeah, I think that happened. And I go and I look. When we get home, I get home and I check the uh, Best Buy, you know, when you put it in Google and they usually have the news things. And that was, like, the first thing that popped up, like, one day ago. I'm like, wow, how ironic is that? Huh, really? Because we kept talking about how, like, this section kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it has. We uh, went to Best Buy to get a TV several months ago, and I noticed, like, the DVD. I mean, that's why I still always go to get DVDs. Um and the DVD section was just like one aisle now, and that was it. And it used to be like eight. Yeah, it, it was a lot. And it was like eight, like full length ones. Mm-hmm. Like now it's like a, like a quarter section. You know what I hope happens? I hope DVDs now come back in like a uh, with like a fury. You know, like I feel like VHS tapes have have kind of made a comeback. Like you see a lot of movies, they do like. Uh, like an 80s style Where it's like that grainy Kind of thing You know what I'm I, talking about And me and my wife Were talking about that today too I said hey, When it comes to Like new movies I expect better quality Because it's The technology that's here But I'm not a fan of Putting on Indiana Jones And watching it in 4K I want to watch it In the way I remember it In that grainy Like sawdusty Type of filming Right I like that I will say though, if you ever watch a show that hasn't been upgraded to high definition, it's it's very blurry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just I, I'm just thinking like man, I, I watch TV like this. <laughs> like if you watch uh, what was I watching? I was watching an old episode of that '70s show from like '99, 2000, and it was like it it, it was like I was watching on like an old TV. Yeah, well, why do you think we all wear glasses now? Yeah, Our eyes are fucked from yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but then I'm watching Seinfeld, and they upgraded everything to HD, so you mm. can see like it's so much clearer now. But uh, going back to DVDs, like I uh, do, you have I have a ton of DVDs. Oh yeah. Um, and it, it's to the point now, like DVDs and CDs, like there's nowhere to play them anymore. Like yeah. I, I could still like I have like a PlayStation. I could put DVDs in that. But like in our living room, we don't have a DVD player, and we don't, uh, we don't have one in the be- except for, like the PlayStation. Um, and same thing with CDs. Like I, I get my new car, and there's no CD player. I never had that before. Like it's always been a CD player or a tape player. Yeah. It's just that like we've like, and I, and I feel like with DVD, like streaming's good, but sh- like they can if if. Something's considered offensive They'll take it down And then it's gone forever You know It's not only that But like Everyone talks about Oh Everyone busted my balls About how I kept getting DVDs Yeah (laughs) I was one I I was the I was the last customer Of the delivery service Mm -hmm. I've had it from 2003 Until they cancelled it I think in September I kept getting DVDs Sent to my house and I like that because if I want to see The Iron Claw comes out on uh, DVD tomorrow, I can. I can Already? What's that? Are you serious? No, no, I'm just saying. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I want to watch the Iron Claw. I, I, I send them back my DVD. I get it within a few days of it immediately being released. Right. If, it, if I have to wait for it to be on streaming, it may not come out for a year. And a lot of these, like, 
Netflix is good when it comes to like Stranger Things, certain certain shows. Mm-hmm. They have a good documentary type of section in there. But other than that, I'm not a big fan of Netflix streaming. We don't watch it a lot. You know what? I don't watch it. As, I mean, I, I it depends. Like I'll kind of go in like uh, waves. Um, but there was a time where I wasn't really watching Netflix, and I thought about canceling it. Um, but like you said, like they have Stranger Things and Cobra Kai, and like they have, they have good documentaries sometimes, and the comedy specials I, I mentioned before. So they do have a good thing. But for the most part, like Netflix used to be, like you used to go on Netflix and be able to watch anything. And then all of a sudden, all these other streaming platforms come, and they took those shows away, and now you're paying for six different things. So I'm, I watch, I end up watching other stuff, um, but uh, it, it just, uh, it's, it's sad that they're really doing away with DVDs because, as I was saying, you, you can't, you can't get rid of physical copies, you know, like uh, uh, Star Wars. That's a good example. Of Star Wars. Star Wars gets updated like every like 15 years. You know, so it's hard to find that the, the the original theater version of the original trilogy. You know. Yeah. If I want to watch, if I want again, like the new uh, Indiana Jones came out. Yeah. So I started watching them all back. I want to watch them in that shitty thing and watch it progress. Right. When you go from uh, you know Lost Ark to uh, Last Crusade, it's it's like holy shit! Look how much they upgraded it. And then you go from uh, Last Crusade to Crystal Skull, and you're like, holy shit, you can actually, like, see the pores on Harrison Ford's face. Mm-hmm. You know? It, it just, to me, I, I like that classic-y look. I yeah. always have. Yeah, you, you definitely have. It's, uh... <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but you were, you were talking about streaming, and uh, I, I know that we've talked about it. Um, you watched The Bear, correct? We stopped watching it like halfway through season two. Not not for any reason. Just, I think we just kind of like started watching something else, and then we kind of just like got away like got away with it. And never got back to it. Well, that's exactly what happened with me and my wife. So we started watching, and I'm not sure what episode it is. But did you see the uh, the Feast of the Seven Fishes episode? I don't. I I think we did. Yeah. That one was. That may go down as my favorite. Episode of any TV show ever. Really? It was amazing. Is that the one where they that you fought you like it was like the backstory with the brother? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I remember that one. That would even my wife like who you know like she's like if I'm like oh how was it she's like oh, I was okay like she's <laughs> never done a backflip over a show and she was like that was a fucking emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I remember it being that that that's when they find the money in the in the the jars of sauce right. Mm-hmm. Did you did, did you get to that part yet? <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. That, that's that's early in the season. You you didn't catch this one yet. Oh, okay. The, uh, the, it's called fishes, but it's they they it, it's a uh, flashback of one of the feast of the seven fishes dinners that they were having, and mm-hmm. the brothers there. So that's why you said that. Yes. But yeah. The, just the you meet his mother. Um, it, it just it is such a great episode. There's. It, it made like there were parts where I was like, like I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, don't do it, don't do it. like, like you're like, you're waiting for the explosion, and mm-hmm. then uh, you, like it, every character is just like a train wreck in their own little uh, way of doing things. It it really was just it was an amazing episode. Mm. Like 
every character, like you watch them, and like they each had their, they each had a significant amount of uh, story time. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it was an hour episode, so it was a long one. But they each had a, a significant part. They all played the part perfectly. And just the, like some of the progressions of, you see the, in one episode how these characters evolve whether it be physical or you know emotional it was just outstanding i mean it was it was that that's an episode that i would put on now and watch that at least once a week it was that good really it was it was a fucking amazing i I, I i remembered vaguely yeah we watched it a couple of years ago uh or two I don't know, however long it was but that's i should really get back in that show it was a good show but it always made me hungry yeah <laughs> You know the black guys making the cakes and stuff, and yeah. Oh, we all. Oh, see, God. I like when the, the it, this might have been an episode you didn't see either, but the uh, the black sous chef, the the younger one. Yes. Yeah. He's going around like Chicago, like going in the kitchens and taste testing. Stuff. No, I saw that one. I remember that one. Oh my God! I was looking at all the food she was eating. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I want, I'm so fucking hungry right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely saw that. I, I remember that one. Yeah, it's it's a good show. Uh, I'm I'm struggling finding a show now to kind of watch. Like, I, there's nothing really out there. Like, uh, um, but uh, it's just I'm so tired. Of, like the Marvel shows and the Star Wars shows. Like, I'm kind of like it's a little overkill. And that's a, that's what these streaming things do. It's like they kind of like just keep pumping them out. And there's just so much TV out there that it's overwhelming. Yeah. And a lot of it is, like I said, crap. Like, I'll put, like, we, like, probably once every three weeks, I'll go through, like, because the wife has a, a Prime membership, so we get Amazon TV. Mm-hmm. We got Hulu from her, you know, we have that. We have uh, Netflix. We have um, Peacock. And, like, I'll go through just and see what's new. And it's just, like, half these shows, like, I'm like, I, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. It's just, it's. There's a lot of crap. So like, that's what I don't understand. Like, like I'll listen to podcasts and I'll, and you know, like uh, Joe DeRosa, he he'll like be like, oh, I had this pilot, and like it never got picked up. And I'm like, this guy's a funny guy. How did this not get picked up? But this fucking idiotic show gets like I, I just don't get it. Well, because there's no well, who when did he do the pilot? I mean, if it was years ago, or if it was it's recently, it's a, it's two different like animals, you know, like. Say twenty years ago, there that that there was more of a filter and there was more of like a tunnel for well, these. You have sh- to have a really good pilot. Too. Exactly, like yeah. and, and there's only so many channels at the time. Now you have not only do you have TV, uh, TV, you know their channels, but then you have streaming, and it's almost like they just pick up anything and put it on. And if it doesn't go, then then oh well, like we'll just cancel at the end of the year. But like it's just endless shit. So it, it's just. That's where the problem is, is that there's no... That tunnel got huge, and everything's flying through now. Yeah, and it, it's just... It, like, even with some of these shows, like, you'll watch them, and you're like, oh, this one looks like it might be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then... It either you're like, ooh, this is a good show, and it gets canceled right away, or you start watching... Um, I forget what... Oh, it was uh, that one show that you were watching, um, A Million Little Things. Yeah. yeah, like the first few episodes, I'm like, "This is a pretty good show. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in on it." And then all of a sudden, they started chip, chiseling away. They hooked you in, and then they start chiseling away. And by the end, by like the end of the first season, I'm like, "Fuck this show! I'll never watch it again." Yeah, 
I, I got I got that part And like every, every year I would tell my wife Like I'm done with this show And then it'd come back on And we'd watch it And it just got It just got to the point Where it was like I can't I can't watch this show anymore <laughs> She ended up finishing it actually She she got to the She saw what happened Do you want to know what happens? My wife watched it too I She, she might have told me But I was so disinterested I just It yeah, the, the the only guy I liked on the show died, yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad. Uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't, I didn't finish it because I, I he was the only one I liked on the show. The rest of the yeah. cast were just a bunch of jerk offs, but uh, but I liked him. But uh, yeah, that, that's the show I kind of bowed out. Like I think in the middle of the, the last season, I just couldn't I couldn't take the the left wing shit anymore. So I just kind of I was like I can't watch this. Yeah, it, I, I hate when shows do that Because it's just like it, Can't you just go straight down the middle Yeah, I know it, it, It's it's a lot A lot of shows became that way And it just kind of it, it just kind of Turns It's like a turn off, you know Yeah, and like That's what kills me Because like You had shows like, Look where we went from We went from Archie Bunker And Blazing Saddles To where like You can't even say Someone's gender Like uh, What's gonna happen then And I And I, like I keep seeing shit like this too Cause like today We were We were at Woodbury Commons And we walked by A coach store mm-hmm. And one of them said I think coach New York And that was like I think the women's side You know Where like they had The pocketbooks And all that shit And then on the other side It said coach men And I'm like Oh they You better change that That could offend people <laughs> And like I, I, I wonder like Do these like eventually When is it all Going to come down Because eventually Someone is going to Look at that and go You know what? I'm offended I'm offended Why does yeah. it have to be Coach men Why can't it be Coach non-binary And it And eventually We are going to Break it down Where we have nothing Like there's Pretty much Anything that we can Discuss correctly Or it's just going to be Into one store And you can just Pick anything you want Yeah I could pick out a dress like, I, I hate to say it because I, I hate Amazon, but like, in a way, especially with a lot of these companies, I'm like, you know what, kind of good. Let I, Amazon fucking eat you alive. No, and you deserve it. Yeah, they're they're all, they're all over the, they're all over the place now, and it's it's uh, it's good and it's bad. Like you said, like at one point, like I miss going somewhere and getting something, but at the same time, it's kind of like oh, I like. Not going anywhere, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then just kind of clicking a button, and it's at my door the next day. Well, it's funny you say that too, because on the way home today, I'm like, "Are we doing anything this weekend?" And the wife's like, "Well, no." She goes, "And there's going to be a snowstorm um, coming up, or it may already be here as when this thing uh, gets dropped." Mm-hmm. But she's like, "No, we're not going to go out." And I'm because I was sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm like, "I better get gasoline for the uh, or check the gasoline for the snowblower, make sure we have enough." If not, I'm gonna have to go and bring it with me to work tomorrow. And when she said, like, I, I never was happier. When she said to me, she, I'm like, are we gonna, uh, we going anywhere? And she's like, no. And I'm like, inside, I'm like, I did like a backflip. I'm like, yay! I'm like, <laughs> it, it, I, like, honestly, I don't like leaving, but there are, and I, I've said this to my wife too, at certain points, I do get a, I get like an extreme rush of cabin fever. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I want to go out now. I don't care where I go. Like, look, can we just go sit at if we if we have to go to a diner and get a cup of coffee just to like be out and hear people talk and this and that? I'm like, I'm all for that. Because I mean, you you kind of work in a uh, 
a solo area, I kind of can do the same thing. I can kind of work my own pace. I don't really have to talk to people, and I don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I pretty much say, like, 50 words a day at work. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, so, like, I don't go out with these people after work. I don't, you know, like, there's no socializing there. So, like, every once in a while, I'm like, I need that. Mm -hmm. I need socialization. And, like, that's the... And when I get it, I get, like, an extreme rush of anxiety. Hmm. Hmm. I get you. I, 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 uh... I'm kind of the same way. I just... I don't know. I I become more of a homebody. Like, if, uh... Plans are coming... Like, I'll make plans... Or, like, we'll, like, we'll make plans or something, and then when the day comes, I'm just like, I don't really want to do this. (laughs) You know? No, I don't, I, like I said, when I want to leave and actually, like, go out, like, I want to go out, but other than that, like, that that might be one day out of every three months. Yeah. Where I get that, like, that complete anxiety. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I'm, like, happy to just be home. You know, even, like, uh, right now you can pretty much see the, um, at certain spots in Warwick, you can see both uh, Mountain Creek and Mount Peter, the ski areas that are by us, that they're all lit up. And when I actually go to work, I pass right by Mountain Creek. So, like, I see them when at night when they're blowing the snow and, and packing it down and all that. And I get excited about it. So I said to my daughter, I'm like, you know, I might go skiing again this year. And she's like, well, I want to go. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, that was going to be, like, my out-of-the-house, like, alone time. And now, like, you're going to be there. Because, like, I don't want to be sitting there. And, I mean, I don't care, but I, I don't need people saying stuff to me. Yeah. I'll probably, like, lose my mind. But, like, when I when I go skiing, I ha- I sit there with a cigar. Mm-hmm. Like the, that one time I went a few years ago, I, I had, like, fucking ten cigars in my pocket. And I'm just sitting there smoking them. I'm smoking them on the... Uh, line to get on the lift I'm smoking but I don't want to be sitting next to a kid and then being like oh you guys not wearing a fucking helmet he's smoking cigars like (laughs) I'll just fucking lose it and and, you know oh look at him he's he's making his daughter not wear a helmet either because my daughter's not a pussy (laughs) I just uh, I just find that so weird and I know we've talked about it but I just I, I can't get over it like even today like I'm, I'm driving by um, Mount Peter South and mm-hmm. you have to park on the other side of the road and they have a, a light for you to cross and this and that and yeah. every one of these kids like all these you know snowboarders who when we were growing up were like the you know they were the, the tough guys the badass the edgy you know? kids yeah the kids yeah. You, your mom says you know they're on from the other side of the track they're right. those kind of kids yeah yeah and like I can't believe them as parents now are allowing their kids to go snowboarding with a with a fucking helmet on. Yeah, well, that, it, unfortunately, it's like a law now. Apparently, like you have to wear a helmet um, when you're like biking or like I never really wore a helmet ever. Like even riding a bike, I never did. No. Um, but it's like a, it's a thing now, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, you know. So. <clears throat> but yeah. It, well, it just shows that these, uh, you know, what we grew up with, it seems like people, like, flip-flopped. I mean, me and you have stayed kind of true to our ideology from back then till now. But uh, you look at someone like, uh, and I don't know if he, he was on the Dick Clark special you were watching, but apparently Green Day on uh, New Year's Eve changed the words to whatever, I think, American idiot to, like, bash Trump. 
And oh, really? They are, yeah, and these are guys that were back in the day, you know, talking about smoking weed and this and that, and you know, fuck government, and this, and and now they're sitting there getting a guy who's trying to have less government. It's I just find it fucking ironic. They're too they're towing the fucking big government fucking line, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just ridiculous. Like that's another like as soon as I heard that, I I went on to my like. Uh, my uh, Spotify list yanked them right off. I'm like, fuck them. I'm not listening to them anymore. <laughs> but they were always kind of like that, like against like. But they were always like, uh, like the uh, uh, anti, like authority establishment kind of thing. So. But get a jab or you lose your job. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I find funny. Like. Yeah, they, they are still that way, but they're literally the where they should be thinking is the wrong side of the aisle. And I just like I said, I, I just I I look at them like complete idiots. Yeah. Like, I just you know, you're fucking millionaires. You ain't gonna fucking sell all your houses and give away all your money. You're gonna stay living in the lap of luxury. Yeah. Oh. Uh well it's uh well, I'm. Are you? Free, I'm freezing. I can't feel my toes. <laughs> oh, it is. It is brutally cold out. Yeah. You mind if we wind this down? <coughs> yes, we can. Uh, we can do that. <coughs> okay. Whew. All right. Follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Bullring PC. Instagram, Bullring PC. Facebook under Joe Tom. You can find us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Music. Rate and review us, and let other people find us. Anything like to add before we uh, freeze to death? No, it's just it, 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 welcome to winter, and uh, hopefully everyone has a Fuck uh, winter. snowy weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't want to be shoveling. <laughs> you make sure you're hydrated out there. I will. I will. I'll be texting you. See, if you were smart, you would tell your wife, "Hey, after you making me worry like you did the other day, you get out there and shovel." I should. You know that, and that's I, I might do that. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll end well. Make sure you shoveling. You, you got it. <laughs> All right, well, until next time, I am Joe. I am Tom. And I'll see you next time right here on Bulls in the Rain. Kill!